Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Get ready to meet Jeff the Writer. Jeff Strauss is a writer and content marketer who helps people and businesses tell their stories better and communicate their messages more effectively. Since starting his business in 2020, he has helped clients of all sizes on a wide variety of projects. In today's interview, Jeff shares some of his best tips to help you tell your stories better so that you can maximize your marketing efforts. If you've been struggling with getting your message right, then this interview is definitely for you. Hi, everybody. So we all know that storytelling is important and writing is important. But what about writing those case studies? This is the topic I'd like to focus today with a special guest from Chicago area. Welcome, Geoff, to our podcast. Thank you, Marlies. Happy to be here. So please tell us briefly about what you do exactly and how, how really this writing uh, become your passion. All right. Thanks for asking. Uh, I have always had a skill for writing well, and I always knew that I didn't want to be in the corporate world and climbing through companies and getting to the top of the ladder. That just was nothing that was ever attractive to me. So uh, about two years ago, uh, I was uh, coming up on my 44th birthday and I said, you know, I'm going to be 45 a year from now. If I don't start a business now, I might never do it. So I thought of one of my favorite quotes, which I shared with you, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, do what you can with mm -hmm. what you have, where you are. And so I took that mindset. I thought, well, what do I have? I've got my brain, I've got my body, and I've got a connection to the internet. So what can I do with those things? Started thinking about it. And I thought, you know, I'm a pretty good writer. Maybe I can be a writer. So I got a book from Amazon for $13 on how to be a freelance writer. Started doing the stuff in the book, set up my website, one of the freelancing websites, got some clients, built a portfolio. And then I started to move the business more towards copywriting. And I started to add in storytelling elements into the copywriting. And I wasn't getting a lot of traction in terms of interest in being this person who could write all kinds of different copies. Because some people I could do uh, web content, I could do blogs, I could do articles, I could do social media. And people just didn't know what to hire me for. So earlier this year, I made the decision to uh, narrow my niche down to case studies. And that's kind of where I am right now with my business. I'm doing one thing really good, and that's case studies for businesses. That's amazing. I love that. Uh that focus you have taken, because I think that case studies are by far the best way, you know, to, to build the trust because it is, it is much better than somebody else says good things about me than myself. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because if you're just out there saying how good you are, you're asking mm -hmm. people to believe you, but you're not necessarily giving them the proof or the evidence or reason to trust you. And that's where a case study comes in, because it's the words of your actual clients saying what they experienced in working with you and sharing their journey from what they were facing to what they realized uh, from working with you. And that's a powerful marketing piece, because then people don't have to wonder if they can believe you, they can see what you've actually done for other people just like them, and they can see themselves going through that process. 
Mm-hmm. So could you please walk us through what, what the case study really means, you know, for the listeners who haven't maybe heard too much about case studies? <laughs> sure. Uh, case study is similar to a testimonial, but it's uh, a much deeper dive into the relationship you form with your client and how you've taken them from where they were to where they are now. Uh, there's a few basic parts to it. You have the opening, which is kind of a introduction to the client that you help, uh, the name of the company, the name of the person, what industry they're in, what types of products and services they offer, how long they've been in business, all sorts of stuff like that, kind of just uh, uh, biographical information about the business. So then uh, the person reading the case can say, oh, I'm kind of like that company, so this is interesting to me. Uh, then the next part, we go into what were the obstacles or opportunities they were facing. You know, why were they looking for someone like your business to help them? Uh, and we go into uh, why they specifically chose you versus your competitors. What made you stand out in the marketplace? go into a section about uh, how you were able to help them and kind of the process of working with you so people can see what it would be like to work with you. And then there's the results section, which will be what actually did you gain or benefit from the investment in working with uh, this business. And then there's a kind of a, a cheerleader section, mm-hmm. which is where I'll ask uh, your client to say some really good things that they remember about working with you, just uh, what stands out in their memory about the experience. So there'll be just this real nice quote from a real person saying, this is why Marlies is great and why you should hire her. And then, of course, it's going to end with a call to action. Mm-hmm. Uh, either, you know, come to my website to learn more or get on my calendar and let's have a meeting. Uh, go to my social media sites. I mean, however you want people, whatever you want people to do next that's kind of the clincher because that's uh, what you really want to do is move them into the next step of working with you. So that's kind of the basics Mm -hmm. of a good case study. And they tend to run between 500,000 words. So they're a little bit longer than uh, a typical testimonial, which is two to three sentences. Uh, And it'll be a nice real polished document, uh, you know, some graphics and just real, real sharp looking polished piece that you can use for your marketing. Mm-hmm. It sounds, first to me, it sounded like a very long piece of writing, you know, but, but at the same time, I think that's good because you might use, uh, you know, the, the longer version, uh, let's say in your website, but you can use those shorter cutouts <laughs> or pieces really, you know, in your social media or I don't know, in your videos you're using or, or can you, can you talk about the, the output, really. What are the pieces we can use here? Sure. Yeah, it's a very versatile document. Um, as you were saying, you can uh, cut out pieces and use it in different places if that's something you want to mm-hmm. do. Uh, you can uh, put it onto your website. Uh, you can uh, put it into a PDF document so that people can download it. You can use it as like a lead generator. You can put it into your email marketing mm-hmm. campaigns. Uh, you can create uh, flyers if you go to live uh, networking events and you want to hand out flyers about your business. It could be a good marketing piece for live and in-person mm-hmm. marketing. And uh, it's, it's something that's good for the lifetime of your business. So it, the one-time investment, uh, typically I found that at the price point that I use, uh, even if it even turns one lead into a client, uh, it's people are making uh, more return on than what they're investing on this piece of marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's a very uh, mm-hmm. cost-effective piece of marketing. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about um, 
you know, the effort that uh, it really requires from the other side. I mean, from my client. So how how does it work? I mean, the process. Is it so that uh, you will spend a day with them so that they could tell you all about <laughs> what what were the uh, I don't know what happened along the along the collaboration or how it works? Sure, uh, and this is kind of a great thing about it because you know I keep my client who is the business that hired me and their client mm -hmm. in mind and I try to minimize the time and effort that they have to put into this I make it as easy as possible for them to be part of the process um, mm -hmm. so when you hire me uh, we will have a conversation you will then uh, go to your client and say hey I'd love uh, for you to uh, be part of my marketing. I'd like to put Jeff in touch with you. He'd like to write a case study about our experience together. Would it be okay if he got in touch with you? And when your mm -hmm. client gives the okay, you come to me and said, say uh, that everything is ready to go. Here's the email address. I'll send out an introduction saying, hi, I'm Jeff. I'm working for so-and-so and, -so, and uh, I'll be doing this case study. They said it was okay if I contacted you. And then I will send out a questionnaire, uh, a Google form. Uh, and so hmm. that way, uh, your client doesn't have to schedule time, spend a whole day, anything like this and that. It's a very thorough questionnaire, uh, and, uh, they can just do it at their leisure and send it back to me whenever, uh, it's good for them. So there's no real time pressure on them. And then as soon as I get all the information back in that form from your client, uh, it takes me about one to two days to generate the actual case study and give it to you to use in your marketing. Mm -hmm. But do you do that also over the video call or something? Because for a person like myself, I know that it takes you know time and effort to really sit down and and uh, start thinking about all the sentences I should put down and maybe I forget something. So sometimes for me, it feels like it's easier to talk about things, you know. <laughs> sure. And that's something I can do also. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I found people on both sides. Some people say, you know, my clients are halfway around the world and it's going to be hard to get them on a video call because mm -hmm. of the timing. So uh, a questionnaire would be better, you know. And just like yourself, some people say, you know, it's easier for me to do a video call. So in that case, uh, I would uh, set up a Zoom or whatever uh, platform mm -hmm. is comfortable for them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I will use a transcription. I think... Uh, Zoom has a transcription feature with one of their higher level mm -hmm. uh, uh, subscriptions. And there's also, I think, otter.ai that does uh, video conference transcribing. So the whole thing about the video transcription is because, you know, if we have a conversation, I want to be in the moment and talking to you like we are right now. I don't want to be jotting notes down and trying to remember quotes. You know, I want to have a real good conversation with you. So that's why I want to... Because I want to get the quotes right. Because I'm going to put those actual quotes into the, the case study. So I want them to mm -hmm. be correct. Um, so I either need a transcription of the conversation or uh, the, the, the form where you actually fill out the information. I just want to make sure I'm getting the quotes right, basically what it comes down to. So it's a matter mm -hmm. of getting it from the conversation or the form into the case study for me. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to work with you to do it whichever way is going to work the best for you, whether it's a live, in-person, or a form. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's talk about how to, how to 
get this information out of, uh, you know, your client's head, because sometimes, you know, if you ask for a feedback, you, you know, it doesn't like pop into your mind, you know, the things you should talk about. <laughs> so mm -hmm. maybe you, maybe you can share some, I don't know, ideas or thoughts we should ask from, from our clients, because what, for example, what I have used, um, when working with, uh, with my own clients from time to time, when I call to their clients and ask for a feedback, then I usually ask about um, what has gone, let's say wrong, or what had, what bad has happened and how, um, how did it, uh, how was it resolved? You know, because it really says a lot about the company, uh, how they are really solving the problems because things happen, you know, sometimes we mess up, but you know, it's the most important is how we solve those problems or issues. Right. So right. what are your thoughts here when, when somebody's th listening to us and thinking, okay, I I'd like to use, you know, client feedback and I'm not sure how to, how to approach them. <laughs> um, you know, I think you want to, because, you know, you, you want to maintain that I'm a big believer in conversation and being friendly. You know, business is business, but mm -hmm. business is still just people, right? It's people talking, it's people working mm -hmm. together. So, you know, keep it friendly, keep it conversational. Say, hey, you know, um, why don't we talk about, uh, you know, have what we worked on together. You know, tell me a little bit about uh, what was good, what was bad. You know, just keep it light. And, uh, you know, I think people in business tend to get into this mindset of, oh, it's business. It has to be serious and it has to be this, that, and the other, and very formal and all that. And yeah, maybe it's, it's called for sometimes, but I think in general, people appreciate a human approach more than the kind of formal stuffy business approach. Um, mm -hmm. For instance, like on LinkedIn, uh, anytime I'm going to have a one-on-one with some, someone before uh, I meet with them, I go into their LinkedIn, I look at their profile and I look at their website, this and the other. And I'd say about a third of the time on a LinkedIn profile, someone is kind of using this old style of formal, stiff writing where they're saying, so-and-so mm -hmm. uh, did this, so-and-so did that, uh, so-and-so went to this school, has this education, you know, in this very third person kind of formal, not conversational at all. And it just kind of rubs the wrong way. It's kind of, I don't think it's the way business is being done now. I think business now is more Hey, let's talk. Let's have a conversation where people, you know, I want to help you. You have this issue. Let's figure out how we can make this work kind of thing. It's not uh, this formal third person thing. I think that's kind of outdated. That's a very good point you brought out, but how can I improve my LinkedIn page so that it would be conversational? I have no ideas, Chuff. <laughs> oh, well, um, treat it like a conversation. Pretend you're sitting across from the person that's mm -hmm. reading. Pretend your reader is someone that is actually sitting across from you and talking to you. And then read what you've written and think of that if that's something you would say to somebody in person. And if it doesn't sound like mm -hmm. what you'd really say, then you need to rewrite it. So should we use those client feedback? Uh, should we use client feedback also in the, in our LinkedIn uh, about section, for example, because LinkedIn has this, you know, section where you can ask for a feedback and you can give your feedback yourself. But I mean, the about section, which should be conversational, right? 
So how should we, if we should put uh, client feedback there or not? Sure. Because again, it's uh, testimonials. Uh, when you take pieces of a case study and put them in there, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's all uh, to your benefit because again, mm -hmm. it's real people other than yourself talking about how you could how you did help them and and so that's something that's going to help people who go to that about section see themselves as someone who could be helped by you it's all about mm -hmm. kind of uh relating you know you know think about uh the best stories you've read the best books the best movies there's always a character you can relate to right there's somebody you can say oh that's just like me and that's what makes it good same thing in marketing, same thing in case studies, same thing in testimonials, same thing in your LinkedIn about section. If people can see something and say, oh, that's just like me, Marlies can help me because I'm just like that person that she helped, that's going to be really good for your business because people can see themselves as your client then. And, mm -hmm. and that's the benefit of being conversational and uh, making it relatable is that people can actually envision themselves in the role as your client. Mm-hmm. Well, my, where my thought uh, was going earlier is that maybe we are, we, if we use like one or two special, um, let's say industry examples there, maybe for the reader, it, it really narrows down that, okay, they are working only with the, those industries. So that's, mm -hmm. that's one thing that comes to my mind that, uh, you know, how to use the case studies, that's. I think there are some like things to think about that you shouldn't miss the other industries around that. Yes. You know, I was just, uh, had a one-on-one -on -one with someone yesterday mm -hmm. and he runs a company that does uh, background checks and screenings for uh, companies of all sizes, small, medium, large. He has some multinationals. He's uh, one of the mm -hmm. top 12 uh, background and screening companies in the world, actually, because there are only 12 companies that has the software that he has. Um, mm -hmm. And I said, and this is kind of part of when we first meet and talk about how I can help you with a case study, is we talk about your target markets. What are your niches? Who are you serving? Mm -hmm. So he said, I got about six or seven different target markets, and he listed them off. And I said, you know, we could do a case study for each one of those separate target markets, and then each person in that target market will be able to see themselves as your client because they'll see a case study that specifically mm. addresses their industry. Uh, so that's one approach uh, that can take. Um, you know, another industry that I serve is financial advisors and financial planners. Mm -hmm. And they kind of approach their clients in terms of uh, life events. You know, are you uh, just married? Are you planning on having children? Are you buying your first car? So they kind of sell their products based on those different life events. And you can do case studies for uh, people at each one of those life events and use it to sell those certain financial uh, products. So that's another approach in that particular industry that we can take. Uh, so, yes, I agree. Uh, case studies are more effective when they are targeted mm -hmm. to specific niches that you serve. Um, so uh, mm -hmm. that is certainly something that I address when I meet with my clients. That's very good. And we don't want to miss, you know, uh, all the other important industries for us at the same time, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so you can do general yeah. case studies. You know, you can uh, just do case studies of uh, somebody that doesn't necessarily fit any one of your 
target markets, but you still help them. So yeah, you can do case studies uh, mm -hmm. for all kinds of things and uh, hit a general audience or a specific audience, depending on uh, what you want. Mm -hmm. So Chof, be honest with me. Have you, have you met those companies who say that, uh, no, this is not like important for me. I don't, I don't use case studies. You know, I've, uh, and this is interesting. This is something interesting that I found. Uh, I've had to do a lot of education because people don't really know what case studies are or they don't know the value of case studies for their business. Mm. Um, so I do a lot of education when I'm first meeting with people and talking about them. You know, I tell them kind of what the process is with working with me. I tell them mm -hmm. the different uh, aspects that go into a case study. Uh, I talk about the value, uh, a lot of stuff that we've already talked about here. And mm -hmm. uh, then typically, um, one of the questions I like to ask is, what is the value of getting one more client for you? And mm -hmm. if the value of one new client is more than what I'm charging for a case study, it's kind of a no-brainer because you've got that piece mm -hmm. of marketing that will probably generate many more than one new client over the lifetime of your business. So it's a, a high-value product at a, a cost-effective price. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those values more here because podcast is a great form to, to educate and, <laughs> and to talk about that for, uh, for the listeners. So mm -hmm. is there anything else you would like to add, you know, why we should use case studies? Of course, for, for somebody uh, who is in marketing, it's no brainer. Of course, those will, you know, really, these are the best way to, to show, you know, the, the, that you are really somebody, uh, people can trust and brands can trust best way for me but you know for those business owners who are listening to us thinking why why should i take this you know it's it's too much i don't know struggle and i don't want to i don't want to bother my clients with that and maybe they won't tell the things i would love them to t talk about me right well uh great questions um first of all in terms of uh being a struggle for you um as my client, um, really, the only thing that you need to do is get the okay from your client and put me in touch mm -hmm. with them. And then you're done, basically, until I send you the final product and you decide what to do with it. You know, I do all mm -hmm. the legwork after that. I talk to your client, whether it's through a questionnaire or an interview, uh, uh, through video conferencing. Uh, I put the document together. You know, I polish it. I, I, I do all the work. And then you just get the finished product. So uh, in terms of time and energy, uh, you really not, I'm not putting any more on your plate. You know, it's just a short conversation with your client, a short conversation with me, and you're done. And then you're going to end up with this mm -hmm. great marketing piece. So there's not much that I'm adding to your uh, already business uh, busy day. Uh, and, and that's one of the values mm -hmm. I provide is that, you know, I'm giving you some great marketing, some really effective marketing, and it's not taking your time and energy because business owners, like you know, have more things to do than they have hours in the day. Mm -hmm. So there's that. In terms of not wanting to bother your clients, um, your clients are going to benefit from it because uh, 
it's going to be a, a short half-hour interview with me, video conference like this, or it's going to be a, a questionnaire uh, form that I send you and you just do at your leisure. Either way, it's not going to be a large time commitment from your client, so it's not a big deal in those terms. In terms of benefit for them, they will be named in the document, and anywhere that document goes, they're getting free marketing and free press. Wherever you put it, they're getting named also, and they're getting free marketing. Wherever I put it in my portfolio, they're getting free marketing and free press. So they are getting a benefit for a short amount of uh, time commitment. Mm -hmm. Of course, and there's a great value for me. So I should take this time, even if it, you know, it, uh, even if it feels like it's a lot of uh, time, I should still take it. It's Go well on. worth the investment uh, in terms of both dollars and time because it, it's not it's really not much for the benefit that you're going to receive from having that in your marketing portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, but would you like to comment on that part that uh, when somebody is afraid of um, what they might say about me, maybe they are not saying, you know, good things only? <laughs> uh, well, that kind of gets addressed when we have our initial conversation because I'm going to ask you to pick out a client that really, really, you know, you helped and mm -hmm. they uh, love what you did for them. You know, you're not just going to give me any client. You're going to pick one that you really helped, was really happy, and you just know that they're going to say good things about you. And people kind of know who they've helped mm -hmm. and which clients really loved them and which ones didn't. So, you know, that's kind of on you as my client to figure out which client is going to say the best things about you and put me in touch with them. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, coming back to what I mentioned earlier, I feel like it's very good to talk about, you know, the, the problems we have had and how we really, you know, by the end of the day, how we got over them and uh, how we managed to, you know, still continue with the collaboration because it really, shows a lot about the, you and about the company if uh, you are willing to, you know, go through good and bad with them, I believe. Yes, that's uh, very mm -hmm. true. Um, so, you know, uh, when I do the uh, interview, whether it's questionnaire or uh, uh, live interview, um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to use my skills as a storyteller to try and pull out the good stuff. If mm. uh, I get a questionnaire back and it's not painting a, a rosy picture of how good uh, you did for someone, I might go back and say, uh, well, I'll bring it to you first and say, hey, is this accurate? And, uh, you know... Um, what went wrong here? Why are they saying these things when you thought it was so good? So that may actually be an opportunity for you as a business owner to go back to that client and say, hey, I didn't realize that you felt this way. Mm -hmm. so it might present an opportunity for you to mend a broken relationship. So there's another value there if some bad things come out in the process. Um, so yeah, I want the people that I talk to you on your behalf to be honest, because that's the power of it. It's a, it's a truthful representation of the story of how you took them from where they were to where they are now. But I also want it to look good for you because that's the whole point is it's going to mm -hmm. bring more business to you. So it needs to be honest, but it also needs to paint a good picture of you. And that's uh, 
what I'm going to work to do. That's a great point you just brought out because people will talk anyway, especially if they have some negative feelings around your brand. So I think it's even even better if you are, you know, the first one who will hear about um, if they are dissatisfied with something or the proce- with the processes, right? Because right. it gives you this opportunity to improve yourself and your processes and everything you, you do alongside the, you know, collab- collaborating with them, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I have somebody that I work with and uh, he is uh, fond of frequently saying that, uh there is no failure in business as long as you learn from it and you improve mm-hmm. from it. Yeah, that that really wraps up, you know, this, <laughs> this uh, what we just talked here. That's very good. Mm. So I know that the, really the core of any case study for me, right, is this, is this possibility, let's say, to demonstrate, you know, the understanding of how your business works and to really show the the journey that, you know, clients are having with us. Is there anything else you'd like to, you know, add here today? Why somebody should consider to to use case studies, what you haven't already said? Um, Yeah. Uh, Well, case study gives a much better picture of what you do and how you help your clients. Uh, it tells the story of how someone went from where they were to uh, where they are now. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just a, a really nice piece that people can use to say, oh, that's just like me. And I need to get in touch with this business to help me because I'm going through the same thing and it looks like they can help me. So uh, it's mm-hmm. just uh, a good way to make what you do relatable to potential customers. Mm-hmm. That's a great way. I bel- I agree with you here 100% Jeff. So please tell us where should people go if they want to, you know, connect with you and uh, ask more about writing those case studies together. <laughs> sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course. Um, and then I have the uh, website that I've had for a while for my business called jefftherwriter.com. And uh, I have started a new website for uh, case studies called justcasestudies.com. So there's not much there yet, but uh, look for big things to come over there. But those are the main places you can find me. And you might bump into me at online networking events. I try to get to five of those a week. Yeah, that's amazing. And Joff has also visited our mastermind groups quite often. So feel free to jump into our mastermind. So you might meet Joff there as well, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Those are wonderful, Marlies. Can't say enough good things about those. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you. So last but not the least, please share and comment this powerful, you know, inspiring song and a quote with us you have. Okay. The song is called Man in Motion, St. Elmo's Fire. It's from the 1980s. It was used in a movie called St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, It was written and performed by a guy named John Parr. And the thing that makes it so inspirational is actually uh, the song lyrics are great. And I'm a child of the 80s, so my head is stuck back in the 80s. 
But uh, the backstory of how the guy was inspired to write the song was that he was in the city and he saw someone uh, in a wheelchair struggling. And uh, it was just about this story of this guy uh, trying to just do everyday things. And uh, the, it just inspired him to see this guy just working so hard to do things that everybody else was taking for granted. So the song is based on him observing this uh, other human being uh, doing the best he could and just working real hard to do things that a lot of us take for granted. So uh, that's what uh, I find inspiring about that song. That's a beautiful story. I didn't know about that behind that song. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. You're welcome. And, and the quote? The quote, yes. Um, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have, where you are. Uh, I love that because it always reminds me that you can always do something. And if you say, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, uh, I can't do this, those are just all excuses, right? So mm -hmm. you just have to sit back. If you're feeling like there's something that you want to do, but you can't do it, just remember, you always have things that you can do. Like I said, you know, I started my business a little bit over two years ago with a book from Amazon for $13. Yeah, everything is possible. You know, even the, how was it the saying that nothing is impossible because the word itself says I am possible. You know, when you I've think heard about that one. That's a good impossible. One. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like so that one So thank you, Jeff, for... Yeah, thank, thank you for inspiring us today. And I appreciate, you know, the, the focus you have uh, for the writing, because I think it is so underappreciated, you know, uh, to use case studies in your marketing um, every day. So thank you for what you do. And I wish you all the best. Thank you, Marlies. This was great. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.